This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's happening? How you feeling? I'm good. Always a pleasure to be back. Um, Totes. Yeah. I am excited to talk about our initial topic today because I was very entertained by your Instagram stories. This so week. I every every now and again... Um, I get these DMs and it's pe- and <laughs> sliding into the DMs. I get, you know, like people asking questions. They want to know, you know, they're going straight to, you know, they like the podcast and they have a dating question and they'll be like, and you know, I read my DMs. I look, I, this isn't an invitation <laughs> to DM me all your dating problems. Let me start. There's with an that. email for that. There's an email for that. UUP at Betches.com. Please send in your dating issues to UUP at Betches.com because we love reading them on the air. But, you know, I do understand we get a lot of them. And there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be. This is going to sound so douchey, but like what it's like to be a doctor. You know, it's in the same (laughs) vein of like you go to a party and I'm sure a doctor there like people are like, what's this on my elbow? You know, that's probably why a lot of them are not like that into social media. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. yeah they don't so i i and listen I've, i'm just someone with opinion neither of us are experts we just happen to talk about this on a daily basis and people like how we sound so i get messages a lot i also have a if people want to really ask me questions directly i have a patreon where they can you know i i've offered that service guaranteed so, to answer get, get, you'll get a guaranteed answer and that's the link in my bio my instagram so but i wanted to should we just get right into it? Yeah. I mean, do you have anything you uh, wanted to, to quit right before we start? Anything coming up? We have things to plug, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, we have new merch, Block Your Ex hoodie, IRL summer hats are out, tote bags, Not Your Leftovers mug. Um, we also have the You Up With Benefits, which is like a hit, Jordana. Like people- yeah, people love it. Love, love, love it. And it's a different type of show because- what we're doing is we're interviewing each other about our personal lives. Like we get personal here, but it's just a different it's stuff. Wouldn't you agree? It's stuff we might not want it to be so easy for you to click the share with someone. You know, you want to, we, we like the idea that it's like a little bit more intimate. It's, it's, yes. you can't share. It can't, it's not shared with the public at large. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know what it is. It's like when someone says to me, I have the best dating stories. And you're like, well, good. Tell your fucking friends who want to hear them. You know, like, no, you know, that doesn't last very long. And what we're basically saying is because you know this show, because you like this show, you know us and you want to hear our dating stories. So this is like kind of, and like relationship stories, you know, Jordana dealing with Mike and uh, an approaching wedding, me coming out of a relationship and going back into the dating world. These are, you know, things that like, when we talk about it on the podcast, we have a reason to talk about them because someone else has a question. This is us just kind of interviewing each other. We are going to now, you know, show you a clip of the you up with benefits. So we're going to give you a little free taste. We're going to get you 
give you a little just the tip little uh just the tip that's right <laughs> so um so right now i'm gonna let you listen to uh the most recent episode which is called should jared go on a date um and should jared go on the date so that's the episode give you a little listen and then we'll get into our topic so and and again if you want to sign up for it in apple Podcasts, you can just hit the subscribe button on our page on spotify all you have to do is search you up with benefits so here we go here's a little just the tip as jordana says from her perspective i kind of feel i understand where she's coming from in a sense of like why even text me if you're not looking to like go on a date or if you're just trying to even if you're just trying to leave it open for a late friday hookup text me on a late friday so i know exactly what this is totally when you do the back and forth it's kind of yeah. like well is he gonna add? and then what is what happens after so the then it, you know some texting and then it's like at the end of the weekend it's like how was the weekend so then it becomes uh you know we're, we're talking about the weekend and, I, and, it, and then it becomes like well if you have time want to hang out again sometime this week let me know she said that yeah Okay, that and sounds said, like exactly what you would advise someone to totally. say. Only you would and, say, give give them an exact. Answer. I guess this is where I get down the road of like it's it's definitely my fault. Like I'm like I I'm thinking about this now and I'm like rehashing it. And it's like I wrote absolutely. I got ahead there. I got ahead somewhere this weekend, but uh, I'm around. That was kind of my way of being like I'm around. You're around. <laughs> but now that I'm reading it, you're right. Okay, so there's your there's your little tip. If you want to go, you know, sign up. It's three bucks a month. You get two extra podcasts a month, and you get early episodes without ads. So, yeah, that's a to me that's a deal. If you enjoy the show, you're gonna love the you up with benefits, right, Jordana? It's definitely a deal. I think personally, um, and I enjoy. Yeah. I like. I think the the conversations are they're a little different than what you get here, but same topic of dating. And I really think that people. Um, are going to enjoy the, the look behind behind the uh, screen. The curtain. Yeah, exactly. the screen curtain, whatever it is. So listen, um, go check that out. So so the topic today is how do we define the word fuckboy? And the reason this came up is because on Instagram, I got a DM with a huge, long question, okay? And the end of it goes like this. I'll read it for you, Jordan. Is that okay? Okay, yeah. Okay, so this is the end of their question because their question doesn't matter. It's just how we get into... <laughs> we don't care about their question. We don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard from him and has now been two weeks. Did he just want to fuck and realized I wasn't down? Is he waiting for me to reach out? Is he nervous because my breakup was very recent, which he noted? Do I reach out? What do I say? I'm down to keep it casual now, too. Just coming out of a six-year relationship, but felt, but really felt a connection with him and interested in just getting to know him casually hook up. He's 30. I'm 26. He's been updating his Hinge profile since we hung out. <laughs> so maybe he's just a fuckboy or he wasn't actually into it. He complimented me all night about my personality and looks so it didn't seem that way and watches all of my Instagram stories, LOL. After a six-year relationship, I'm relearning how to date again. So I basically was like, based on this question, I don't know what a fuck boy is. There's a lot. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? There's, a lot of, there's a lot of questions in there. Sure. But- <laughs> but, <laughs> there's a lot of questions, but yeah. based on, like, the idea of, like, you know, we fucked and it's been two weeks and then her reasonings being like, well, he's updated his hinge profile since we hung out. So maybe he's just a fuck boy. Like, I don't think updating your 
Hinge profile after a one night stand or whatever this was automatically right. means fuck right. boy. Like that's that's well, kind of where I was. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the idea is like someone not wanting to date you does not make them a fuck boy. But I do think that I think the term sh- it's almost like when you use the term on too many things, you dilute the real the real fuck boys out there. Do you know what I totally. mean? Like it's like yeah. it's like if someone says someone was hysterical and they were like not that funny. It's like you're ruining the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. You you ruined hysterical. Or they like if you try to set someone up and they go gorgeous, beautiful, the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And then you're like, uh, okay, like to who? You know, like right. I don't even know. You know, you're, so uh, right. You're uh, are they Kathy Ireland? Like what a dated reference. But like, are they? <laughs> you know, are they supermodel? Are they like Giselle? Like right? Like in, in what world does Giselle exist? You know, and also beauty is subjective. It's it, everyone has a different you know version of what's hot to them. You know, right? It's about choosing your words carefully so as not to dilute them. But it, I think it's a very interesting topic because the word fuckboy is used a lot of the times to villainize people. Right. Absolutely. And I got so many responses because I put up a question box being like, so what is a fuckboy? Because I honestly don't know. And what's interesting, and, you know, we with most things in this country, every debate turns into this, like, righty-righty, like, like a person that's all the way to the right, and then there's a person that's all the way to the left, and they're both just as sa- insane as well, one another. Give me like, an example of each side of the spectrum for this so, question. So, So the right is... So the left is every man is a fuckboy unless basically they're my dad who brought me up, you know, <laughs> okay, like, or my husband. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're my husband. Every guy who ever I ever go out with is a fuckboy who didn't go out with who didn't want to be in a relationship with me. That's the left left. Right. Right. Then then the right right is women are liars, <laughs> you know, like because so like both of those are not true. You know, a fuckboy can exist. I wrote that. Here's what I wrote because this is the answer has to be in the middle. A boy has to be able to fuck and not be a fuckboy. And a boy has to be able to f- be a fuckboy without it being blamed on a woman's sanity. Right. Like, it, it, because this term does exist. I agree that it should exist. It can. But it, it, the minute you turn into, well, like, I had one person right back. They're like, anyone who comes to college without a without a girlfriend for all four <laughs> years and i'm like <laughs> like what right. like, i mean it's kind of like you have to be like an educate i think it's about being an educated consumer when approaching people mm-hmm. of all like it's like there there is some personal responsibility involved in like going out there and dating and to say like everyone who doesn't want to date me is a fuck boy is really one like i again like i think ha- holding that they're the victim ment- or I'm the victim mentality and it, and mm-hmm. dating is the worst and like I am just basically reacting to all the things coming my way. Sure. And the problem with like even this conversation, like I'm wary because I'm not looking to like disagree with someone's feelings. Like if you felt duped, then you feel duped. I can't, di- I'm not going to say like stop playing the victim because I don't really... I don't want to say well, that to I someone. I think sometimes you are kind of the victim. Or it's the victim is a you strong can word. Be. But like, yeah, I think you can be I think you can be someone who's on the receiving end of someone who doesn't date respectfully is um side. Where you might well, you well, might here, have you might have not understood that from the beginning of, of your interactions with them. But here's the other problem. And it's like what type of honesty do you want on a first date? So like 
to some people. And listen, this conversation, the answers I got back made me feel bad. Because You've I was done like, <laughs> I've done them all. Like, I, like, I, like, I'm sure there are and, people out there who were saying Jared Freed is a fuck boy. Absolutely. And they're saying, who the fuck is this guy to sit there and be like, what's a fuck boy? Like, I can understand that. That's why it's so kind of depressing to me because I'm like, man, this, this could be you, uh, you. There were some people writing in where they were like, they basically were insinuating that they wanted to be told that a guy wants to fuck them and nothing else the minute they meet. And I was like, that's just not how, that's not even what you want, I would assume. Well, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't do it, I think. You wouldn't have sex with them if that was that's, the case. Well, you wouldn't have sex with them, but like the, beyond that, like, hey, I'm on this date to fuck and see what happens. Like, is that what you want to hear? Like, I, I don't know. Because there's, again, we get this question a lot on the NC podcast will, where someone goes. The NC what happens yeah. is, is. But is that fuck boy? Why, you know, shouldn't you get the right? Like, here's the thing. We talk about this all the time on the show where it's like we all have different um, connections to sex and physical because this conversation is about sex. Whether we, you know, it's a fuck boy. So, right. I, like, so. I kind of think there's two ways, like to interpret what you just said, because I think there's a difference between like, I'm going on dates and I'm like generally looking to have sex. And like, I, and like for, for me to do something besides just have sex with you, you would have to be like completely incredible and my true match and like just something totally different sure. as opposed to I'm going on dates to try to find someone to date seriously. And like, doesn't well, mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's you. But that doesn't mean, but I'm, it's still something that I'm actively looking for. And I think for men, that's really what's hard to find out the difference of. Because I agree, like, and there's in a sense of like, someone could want to date and just not want to date you. But that, I think there's a sense of like, a fuck boy is I'm just trying to date or I'm, I'm just trying to have sex. And like, yeah, there's a chance in hell that I would like date you. <laughs> like, yeah. there's like a, there's a chance, it's but like. Odds are, if we could, I'm gonna. You're, I'm just gonna have sex with you and then never text you again. What's interesting to me about what you just said is like, I, I wish I could like replay it because the first way you said, like the first way you said it, like I could understand how that's like taken so personally, you know, like which way the the the, the well, there's a chance in hell, right? You know, like 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 or but to say like. And if and like I'm here to fuck, and if I and if you happen to be my perfect match, that's like a very one-sided way of looking at it. Like as if like the the person on the other side isn't isn't like to I think to a lot of men, the person on the other side is doing the same thing. They're like, I'm here because I'm physically attracted to you, and I want to see if you're my match, and and you might not be. So if both people are operating that way, it doesn't feel as personal because. You know, you're just like, we're both sitting here even going, maybe you're not right. my match. Well, but if one person's there being like, this is totally my match, I'm totally down to like date and be casual and, and then see what happens. And the other person's going, I'd fuck, but right. not really more for me. That's a little bit, that feels so much more personal than it actually is because we see this all the time. People write in, they go, it says on his hinge profile that he's looking for a relationship. Then we went out, we had sex, we ha we had a good time. And he says this is. And he says he's not ready for a relationship. And it's like, 
I do believe that guy who's going on those dates and trying to figure out if the person is for them or not does think they want a relationship. Like if you question them, they'd go, well, I do at some point, you know, if it's the right, right. match. And then that's an answer that's very unsatisfying to the other side because the other side would go, well, I wouldn't maybe have had sex if I had known that you could have, I don't know, right? Like, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that that does make sense. What you're saying is most guys are in that first category of like, I would date, yes, but I also would just have sex. And I think a lot of girls are like, I I would have sex, but I'm looking to date. It's like almost the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it's, and that I do know what you mean. And it's it's hard because if you're going to ask the person, like, this is all, I guess this this will probably come down to a message of like, sex will not get you anywhere with someone. Right. You know, like 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 if you're out there being like, well, if I just have sex, then then we'll see. You know, that that's not going to work. Like this is a message to right, especially with you know men and women. Well, but like your connection to sex will not be, you know, really. Um, you you know your connection to sex is like ve- it should be held very selfishly because. If you give up what your connection to sex is, then you're you're probably going to be disappointed. Right. You know, like this is the, that's the the overarching. And here's the thing: in these like conflicting interests, which I think sort of the crux of a lot of the dating things that we talk about, that you know what we just said that that a lot of men are kind of like I would date, but I'm also good with sex. A lot of women are like I would have sex, but I would like I'm actually mostly looking to date. The sex part usually comes first. So that's why it seems like the men are like getting away with so much in these situations because it's usually not the other way around. Usually it's like you sleep with someone before you're dating them seriously. So that's, I think, why it can appear to so many women like, oh, there's so many fuck boys out there. There's so many, um, you know, guys who just want to sleep or or hook up with as many people as they can or, you know, they don't want to commit or they don't want to settle down. I think that like the reason behind that is just that like if you want different things, a lot of the times you wind up having sex before you get to that serious dating point. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and sea holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. 
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. I think when we get into fuckboy zone is when the guy is living by, and I, I wrote this on my story, is living by something called implied contracts. Right. So like an implied contract is not, like that's what all dating is. Like, if if you're if you're someone that asks someone on a date, you go on a first date. The implied contract is that you are looking f- to meet them, right? Like you're right. looking to get to know them on a date. If you meet someone out at a bar late at night, the implied contract is like, I think you're hot enough and to to act on inhibition, inhibition right? Like right. You or we're so, not. Yeah, we're we're kind of just taking things one moment at a time. Right. Totally. Yeah. Like I, I have the definition of implied contract right now. An implied contract is a legally binding obligation that derives from actions, conduct, or circumstances of one or more parties in an agreement. It has the same legal force as an express contract, which is a contract that voluntarily enter that is voluntarily entered into and agreed on verbally or in writing by two or more parties. The implied contract, on the other hand, is assumed to exist, but no written or verbal contract is necessary. So. I would think that dating is just a bunch of implied contracts, you know? Right. That mean different so, things to different people sometimes. Totally. Well, well, because then you have someone that wrote in, they were like, they were like a guy who just wants to fuck me. But instead of telling me that up front, he leads me on. It's like, well, like, do you want me to, do you want the guy to go on the date and go, hi, I'd like to fuck you. Now let's have the date. Would well, you like I Rose? Think, I think what, what it is more than that. Is more like, okay, we go on the third date and then yes. we sleep. T- I think like first date, fine. I think that like no one's going to say that, but I think it's kind of like, oh, we're having a good time. We're dating. We're on the third date. We sleep together and then he doesn't, and then I never hear from him again or he's not texting me anymore. And so I think the idea, totally. it's really more of that. I think that's happening. And the person's like, oh, like, did he just want to sleep with me? And now, like that to I me, agree. it sounds I, more like a fuck boy because it's like, oh, this person who was like taking me on dates, we're going out, then I sleep with them, then he goes away. I agree with you. I, I, I think like we have to like go from baseline to where like fuck boy exists. You know, like we have to like walk the spectrum first because so many people are just like any guy who wants to have sex with me instead of going on dates. And I'm like, okay, well, you're talking with them. You know, you are having this back and forth with someone where you're feeling you are as smart, if not smarter than the person across from you. You know, you're within 10% of each other. So 
I agree. You go on that third date and you say, hey, we should definitely go and do a winery this weekend. Like the minute the guy says that on the fir- on the right. third date, you're writing implied contracts that you want more right. than just sex at that point. Right. So I would understand how that person who disappears after saying we should go to the, you know, like he fucks and then no winery to be found. Yeah, he's a fuck boy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like I, I, I think that this is like where it gets so murky, you know, because you know, it, 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 that guy, if you said to him, well, you said the 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 winery, he goes, well, you know, I, then, I in the moment just, I want I, I moment, thought yeah. I was into that. Well, that's what I'm saying sure. it's like to to act that way, I think, is to take someone is to know someone else's intentions and sort of sleep with them without caring what the consequences are for that person, which is sort of like totally. um, kind of a painful experience, not like you know, a devastating, debilitating life ending experience, but like it's something that winds up does. It does hurt the other person. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, and this is where I hope this podcast is helpful for people is to hear two people like talk this out and come to agreement that fuck boy exists. You right. know, like, you know, like but, I, th- because I, I don't want this to get into the land of making someone feel bad. Like mm-hmm. this isn't what this conversation is about. This is about being like, you know, I don't think men are actively trying to be fuckboys, but I think they know when they're being a fuckboy. Right. And and I think that they they know. And so we have a lot of people that email in, you know, well, this guy, he wouldn't go on the third date. We had two great dates and then he wouldn't go on the third date because he said that we, you know, he just wasn't feeling it. And you go, let him go. Let him go. He's telling right. you. If this I fuck better. you, I will. Yeah, I yeah. I will fuck you. Right. You know, he's like, if if you come in the lion's den, lion gonna lion, you're gonna get eaten by a lion. So I'm telling you that. So when people go, well, I'm so confused. It's like, no, right. don't, you're confused because you're not letting sex come into this equation. He went on two great dates with you. I can he's go on two great dates with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, ways. but he's he he's not gonna say that. He's not gonna be like, listen, listen, babe, right. I'm doing if you a favor. If I went on a date with you, I would have sex with you and then never call you again, and you wouldn't like that either, would you? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but, and no one wants to hear that, you know. But I, it's like, and so it becomes this thing of like, oh, so you'd fuck me, but you don't want to like hang out with me. It's like, how how explicit do you need right. me to be? You know. I think you made a very good point also on your like on your stories about sort of saying how this goes into the idea of like a situationship, right? Or mm. one of those things that, that like the reason those are so hard for a lot of people is like you don't feel like you deserve to have that conversation or you don't deserve to like expect anything yes. from those people, which is why those things get like prolonged. And it's also coming from someone who was in one of those for like a really long time. I think it makes you feel like you're like the pain or the discomfort you feel from like that situation is like not something that you're allowed to feel because it was never defined because it was that was never your boyfriend or that wasn't you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so because it's like there's so many undefined things that happen i think you were talking about this like exclusive exclusive but not dating or like in a relationship or you know friends with benefits whatever like those labels are (laughs) um like they do because they're so vague they do lead to this sense of like well i i don't deserve this thing because this person isn't my boyfriend yeah i don't deserve to say something i don't deserve to like you know be up front with someone like and again like 
you know, this podcast isn't breaking ground when like the answer to all of this is communication and like over communicate. Like I'd rather have uncomfortable conversations than uncomfortable sex or post-sex feelings. You know, like I, I, like I, I think like if you say if it, like, are you really worse off for not fucking, you know, after saying, hey, um, this kind of makes things mean more for me. Right. You know, like this, like what you this said. will make things. Yeah. Like this will make things mean more for me. And I know that we're like just hanging out and being casual, but like this is important for me. Like and again, when like guys end things before things get physical, I think that's them thinking like basically assuming that for the other party. Um, and I think like when you say that, like it's like it frees everybody up. Yeah. I agree. That's why you said like the only way out of those situations is like a real breakup and you don't think you're entitled to one, but everyone's entitled to one, whether you went on one date or like you've been dating for four years. I think yeah, like- you got, I, I believe in breakups. I really do. Like it's it, like it, it is. And also breakups had consequence. I have broken up with you because you acted below my standard. You, you know, continued. And, and that's where like the definition comes in. So this is kind of the definition that I wrote up and I wanted to hear what you had to th- Let's hear say it. about it. Some uh, fuck boy, someone who knows what you want and continues to act below that while promising otherwise. I like that. Let's submit it to um, Miriam Webster. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I like great. it. I think that's a very good. Um, well, because that that gives two that that that's a two for ten. That's two to tango definition. Like. They have to know what you want and they have to continue to act l- below that while promising otherwise, because that is you're being lied to. Right. That, you know, that is the evil thing there. Right. It's like a it's like when your actions and your words do not pair up as well. Also. Yeah. I mean, I had one person they wrote in. Um, they. Guy who will spend the night at your house for months and then kiss another girl in front of you. I was like, that feels more like a personal story. You know, like, that <laughs> but would a fuck boy do that? Probably. Yeah, of yes. course. That that works into you've spent months and months at someone's house. Okay, so you're you know that's that person like likes you enough to have them at their house for months and months, and then they're probably you know you uh, you would assume that they've asked for mm-hmm. some sort of commitment or some sort of whatever. And then they acted below that by kissing another woman. There it is. Right. They fit the definition. Fuck boy. You know, like. There you and, go. And we should get a, uh, <laughs> like a, a label thing, like a stamp. A stamp. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Like with, like a, with a sound effect. I, I don't know. It's so, this conversation, like I, I get, again, like I, I end up having to answer for the, the undefendable a lot of times. And it's like, it's hard. It, it's, I really. I, I read some of the, the responses and I'm like, yeah, you're, you were lied to. I don't know what to tell you, you know? Right. Well, I think it's, it's the kind of thing where it's like, um, I can understand why someone would do that because it's, it's easier to say what someone wants to hear and do whatever the mm-hmm. hell you want. It's just an mm-hmm, easier mm-hmm. thing to do. And I've done that before in certain instances. I'm sure we've all done that at some point, whether it relates to dating or not, just to tell someone that you're, that you're into something and and the other hand you could kind of like you're not really that into it yeah and and here's the other thing there's a lot of men out there that use feelings to fuck you know that's the worst crime well that's you know you have to want 
it's <laughs> and some and feelings are given differently. Like like there's always the question when I get DMs of like he you know he cuddled me the next morning and we had a one night. I thought it was a one night stand. Then the next morning he was so nice and I'm like, well what 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 did you expect he was gonna like leave and spit on you and go you know see you later whore like that's not how <laughs> that's right. it, like that's just not human people generally act i'm not saying people are generally good but people generally act in a way that's most comfortable for them right and i think it's like that's what i'm saying there's no like hard line of like if you do this you're a fuck boy you're an asshole mm-hmm. if you do that you're not because I don't think that I think it is very case by case. But I do yes. think that like what you said is is that that's why it's such a good definition, because it's really about like the one person's like the interaction between two people and that implied contract. Yes, absolutely. And so, like I just hate when something becomes, you know, that, that it was so interesting. There's so like every discussion becomes right and left. Like every, like I'm right. talking about fuck boy. And I'm like, I can see who the righties are. I can see who the lefties are. And, and they don't even have to agree with those yeah. political positions. It's just the extremes come up and it's like, let's have some nuance. Let's, let's say like, you know, if this term is going to like, listen, I, I thought fuck boy at first was the male version of a slut. And then it's like that word is unusable. You, you know, I'm not. Right. I would never even use the word. Like I feel weird even saying it here on this podcast. Like just because it's been, you know, like I just I would think I think less of a person right. using that word. I think, so I think it's more about toying with the emotions. And it's boy. interesting <laughs> how yeah, it's interesting how different it is. You know, it's not the same. Like I I, I don't I don't know I I don't even know what like slut wouldn't be in this day and age you know what i mean like right i don't even know what people meant by that before and again i'm sure there was a right and left to that discussion as well totally um but yeah i think this is an interesting conversation to like sort of hash out and i do because i do think that there are guys and i've spoken to guys before we've been talking about this conversation for years that are like Mm -hmm. it's not my job to protect someone else's feelings it's their job to protect their own feelings, which I think is a very. It's a harsh, yeah. It's a harsh thing to say, but I agree to it to a certain extent, depending on the situation. Right. Like, well, I think in the perfect world, um, we we protect our own feelings and the feelings of those people that we interact with. Yeah, that's true. I, I <laughs> well, I think if if people, I I think the mistake people do is they ask someone across for them for their feelings to make a decision on their own feelings and it's like i think the more you own how you feel the more you use i statements Mm -hmm. the 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 better off you're gonna be if you said to someone i am having a great time i would like to cuddle with you and make out and have a hot steamy make out with you i would like for it to go nowhere beyond that right I because that would make me feel more involved with you and I am not ready for that yet. Yeah. I think how do what do you have to say about that? Like that to me makes is actually like a sexy conversation still that's like not too you know what I mean? I think like that, that keeps it in the land. I think that's land. a great start too. And I do think that like to to that's like your base level, I feel like 
good person level is I'm going to like see what feels good. I'm going to tell the other person when I something doesn't feel good and then see how they react and then leave if, if that doesn't. I think to be a step above that, and in, I think it's a little bit more rare in today's dating world, is to say, mm-hmm. to also look at it and say, okay, if I'm not that into it, what is the power dynamic here? Let me get a sense of sure. like, does this person, am I, you know what I mean? Am I a little bit more, do I have the upper hand in a sense of like the power in this relationship? Does, do I, am, I more, am I less invested in it than this other person? And if mm-hmm. so, like, should I let them know that? I think that's sort of like the next level of that, of like the, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Empathy part well, of it. Well, I agree yeah. with that, but then you go read that message again. And like, if we go back to that message that initially started this conversation, you say, you know, what you said is like, I, if I, I, you know, if someone says I'm in a position where I know that like, this doesn't mean as much to me as I think it means to you. Right. Okay. Like this person writes, like, is he nervous? Because uh, I'm down to keep it casual now too. Just coming out of a six year relationship, but really felt a connection with him. Interested is just getting to know him casually hooking up. Like, that's a very confusing. Well, this person doesn't know statement. what they want either. Right. Well, that's <laughs> that's a thing. You you know, like there there's a point where you have to. They either have to admit they have no idea what they want, and if you go into something having no idea what you want then you're probably going to get left feeling not great. Or you'll would, take whatever assume. is given to you. Yeah, and that right. doesn't feel great. Right. And and then, but even if you said, I don't know what I want, but but or if they actually admitted what I think this person wants, but I don't mean to make assumptions on them, but I, what I think they want is to get to know someone respectfully over time and maybe see if it could become something more. And <laughs> that they're, that they're not willing to own. That's what I would assume, but that, I don't think they're willing to own that right. in this scenario. Well, that's why I feel like you think that's more empowering because you're like, well, I'm not being tied to any one thing. I'm cool, girl. But really, it's actually much less so because then it's like if you don't stand for anything, then you'll take again, like you take the scraps of whatever someone decides to give to you. So it's a lot actually more empowering to be like, this is what I want. Anyone who can't give it to me it's not going to be a match for me. It's not someone I should waste my time dating or thinking about or sleeping with. And, and all easier said than done, of course. which we totally understand. Yeah. Like, you know, this is all easy for us to look at that sentence and go, yeah, you want something more, <laughs> you know? So it's, um, this is, uh, it, it, listen, this is all hard and kind of icky, you know, like I, I, I do understand someone listening. To this is like, could be thinking of someone in their life that didn't add up and didn't, you know, give them all the information. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry that happens, but it's like, this. how do we learn from it? How do we kind of like move on, you know? Right. And of course, easier said than done. But if you can figure it out, I think that changes the whole game for you. Oh, totally. So listen, this was, uh, I'm happy we talked this out because my Instagram was going wild that day. People were really writing in with their own. And I love when people see the question box and they're like, no, 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 fuck this question box. <laughs> I'm going straight to Jared. I got yeah. I got to let him know. Let me write I've him got a seven lot more, paragraphs. Right. I've got a lot more words that can fit in this <laughs> bubble. Listen, send in your dating uh, emails to UUP at Betches.com. Oh, I, I had a thought. I'm just thinking on the fly here. We have people Let's write in. Fuck boy or not a fuck boy. Oh, and then we judge it. I like that. We judge yeah, it. Give we, us all give the us facts, the scenario. Though. Give us the yeah, all the facts. Yeah. You send in. Here's how it went down. 
fuck boy or not a fuck boy give and it, we will judge it give us some screenshots we'll do it on a sunday screenshots yeah yeah this will be a great sunday special episode so if you have a scenario with screenshots some of them are going to be wild. Like the guy is going to be such a fuck boy that we, like we'll give him. We'll we'll have we'll one have different names for it. Well, yeah, we'll give one a, is a, like the perfect. You know, he's marrying you immediately, <laughs> and ten is yeah. he's ruined your life. We'll find yeah, somewhere he, in between. Well, he's a slut boy. We'll yes. give him a more extreme name. We, yeah, we can yeah, call yeah. it so, fuck boy or nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be cool like the kids. Yeah. So send that in uup at betches Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's talk some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Dear J and J, two weeks ago, I went on a first date with a guy from Tinder. It was going really well, and the bar wasn't too far from my place, so I suggested we go back there and keep making out. When we got back to my place, we started fooling around. No sex or oral, but things felt still felt pretty steamy. Love a makeout. I think we we're big proponents of the the, the makeout here on the UF podcast, right, Jordana? We are. 
Very love very a steamy, steamy makeup. Yeah. I, that, that's the be- I that's the best part about being single. I would say <laughs> like the the first time steamy steamy makeout. This is yeah. This is a steamy mo podcast. Yes. Steamy makeout in like if you make it to a bed and it's just a steamy makeout. Like I love that too. Handsy, good, love it. He started sucking and biting my nipples, but it was painful. I told him to be more gentle. <laughs> gentle, gentle. But his technique didn't change. Normally, I really like having my nipples played with, but I had never felt this kind of discomfort before. So I just told him to stop. I had fun with him, though, and we set up another date for the next week. For the next two days, my nipples felt kind of tender and sore, which I expected. But by day three, they were fully swollen and red and painful to the touch. I could barely do my yoga workout without feeling like Andy from that episode of The Office where his <laughs> nipples chafe during the fun run for rabies i assumed they would heal on their own but in a few days it was worse so i went to urgent care turns out i had an infection in my nipples he left a legit bite bite marks around my nipples and drew blood and since the human mouth contains so much bacteria it's an easy way for a wound to get infected i've been on antibiotics for almost a week now the doctor said it could have gotten way worse if i didn't come in uh when i did apparently this kind of thing could lead to a nipple deformity if not treated Listen, I'm happy we're getting the message out there. Seriously. Jordana. It's a dangerous Luckily, game. Dangerous game. Luckily, the nips are starting to feel back to normal, but I couldn't believe I got an infection from a sexual situation in the most unexpected region. I told the guy, and he was so apologetic and compassionate about it. We went out to dinner last week, and we were supposed to have a third date this weekend, but then he did the whole, <laughs> I'm not ready to be dating yet thing just a few <laughs> hours before the third one. <laughs> Everything comes back to normal oh in the end. <laughs> doesn't matter what they do to you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Here to warn everyone, there's no nipple condom, so be careful if someone bites too hard. Sign, Dracula got my nips. Well, I'm happy this was all like, this was all fun and games and ended all's well. It ends fine-ish, right? Yeah, it's fine-ish. Would have been nicer if he went on the date. (laughs) The third date. Well, he went on the next, he went on the the follow-up date to the the nipple thing. Right, that was the... Brought her some Vaseline or some shit. Give her that card. <laughs> so, um, I totally, I love this one because I feel like that's one of those things. It's like the nipples are like the balls of the of the female body in a lot of ways where it's like there's a sense of like, yeah, it like feels good to be like touched and to be like over there, but like you can easily overdo it. And it's one of those things where it's like kind of awkward if the person's like going too aggressively because it actually is very painful. This is so interesting because it actually took me, I didn't really know, this is like a sad thing I guess I'm admitting, it probably took me till my late 20s to understand that the nipples are like a part of the sexual experience. Okay. Like I, like, yeah. you know, like, like that the nipples could actually make an orgasm happen. Like I didn't know, for some women that's, that's right. very yeah. true. Like the nipples are like, you know, it's like a light switch for the whole operation. Like, you know, those light switches that also control the electricity in the hotel room. Yeah. When you go up and down. No, you know, like the one where like you, some hotel rooms. Oh, okay. that when you the, none of the electricity works unless the light switch is on. Yes. That's kind of the nipples for some women. Well, I yeah, think. I think like, it varies by person, but some people it's very it's a very big part of the experience. I had no idea. And, you know, I've seen the people where it's a zero and I've seen the people where it's a 10. And you're right. It is a ball situation. Like you got to be, you got to fondle like yeah. you would balls. Yeah. I And 
it's actually fun. I like when a woman is in touch with her nipples. Like when I, I, I'm sexually, I'm, I'm turned on by more erogenous zones, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But it is easy to go too far. And I think it's like one of those situations mm. where it's a slip. You know what I mean? There's a there's not a hard yes. line of like this is painful versus like this feels good. And I think it's and a lot of guys don't really know where that is. And and to be to be fair to these guys that don't know, you're basically doing what the last woman liked. Right. So there's some women that are like, you know, take those nipples and fucking squeeze the shit out of them right now so that I can get off. Like, and then there's some women that are like, I want you to touch my nipples just barely. I want like Is that- just a little tiny ha ha. Like I want you to, I want you to literally <laughs> blow like, like the same spectrum to- as the balls, right? I feel like there's same guys as for like that too, where some of them are like, just go crazy. And other ones are like, yeah. You just just you're blow right, on it. This is, just yeah, <laughs> just I want you to breathe on it, but don't blow on it like it's your birthday candles. But I right. want you to breathe on it like you're showing me. You're asking me if your <laughs> breath smells like <sighs> exactly. <laughs> and it is. It's true. It's uh, it's very ball like. You're right, and very just like you don't know. You know. You know. You just and again, this is all part of the hookup process where you're like, you know, maybe start at a one. And right. see, you know, and communicate that. Do you like this? I love licking your nipples. Like saying well, that. What do you think is the best way to tell someone that they're going too hard? I think her, her, the way she did it was, hey, little gentler. Like, <laughs> you're, little, you know, like, hey, 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 hey. Relax. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I think like uh, this would be nice during sex. Like if, like, I think like when a woman says slower, like. Right. harder like you know harder makes when if a woman says harder i come immediately like that is like game over like that for some reason it's like saying beetlejuice three times into the mirror like it's gonna just right game over for me something about that is just like <laughs> like <laughs> just like harder up uh, yeah that's that's it. an easier <laughs> command to scream than like yeah re- than like gentle <laughs> <laughs> relent relent <laughs> Ah, I need you to I need you to breathe onto my nipples that's what gets me off I, I don't know sex is so funny and awkward at the same time like I yeah I, I you know I, I I'm not biting nipples like this guy the you know what do you do you nipple. have any names for this I just I couldn't think of anything that creative but I did say um I I went on two dates and all I got was this nipple infection hilarious <laughs> I like that I, I Maddie had um the boob biter the nipple nibbler I I was mad that Maddie took nipple nibbler because I just like the word nibbler, like calling someone the nibbler. nibbler. I like yeah, that. The nibbler is fun. Um, I had um, the nipple gnar. It's kind of hard to say. I had the chew toy. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a little aggressive. I also had the breastfeeder. Oh, I like that. The breastfeeder. Yeah, the breastfeeder. But then the nibbler is just fun to refer to someone. The, the, <gasps> like, like, the like this guy walked. Yeah, the Riddler, the nibbler. <laughs> like if this guy walked into a bar, she'd look at her friends and be like, <gasps> the nibbler's here, you know? <laughs> and everyone would know. Um, yeah. Red flag or deal breaker. But with the exchange, so the situation, the balls, so it's about the, yeah. It wouldn't be a deal breaker because I'm like, wow, I've never had my balls gnawed on. Like I just like. Imagine it'd be I, very I, painful though. That's the thing, though. Like, I, I kind of, like, land in this woman's zone where I'm like, 
Like, I like that they got into it. You know, like, like I wouldn't what hold you, it against. What if you told her, like. Gentle, right, gentle. Like, this hurts. And they, kept, <laughs> they, they didn't change their and technique. Kept, yeah, it'd probably be a deal breaker. Yeah. Like, I need you to, ch- I need you to listen. You know, the, the good listener is someone I'm looking to date. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. For me, that's, uh, yeah, that would be the deal breaker. I think the, them doing it in the first place, fine. But if I was like, mm. this is actually, like, hurting me, and they didn't change what they were doing, that would be. Yeah. I'm with you. I guess the idea of, like, if if you ever take, like, an improv class, like, I, I to reference The Office again, the, one of the great Office scenes is Michael Scott in an improv class where he's just trying to be the star. <laughs> this is kind of, this is kind of the same thing. Like if someone's trying to be the star during an improv class, it's really fucking annoying cuz like no one can do no one gets to do the scene. Like it's just all about this person. Um it would be the same thing as this. Like in a hookup, like you want someone to like not have to be the star, you know? Agreed. Um, um if you have an awkward sex, send them in uup@betches.com. Do it. Do it. Um, These keep getting better. I I gotta say. They're great. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. All right, let's do another Let's do another email. Let's do it. Hi, J&J. I'm a huge fan of the pod and have rated, reviewed, subscribed, and told all my friends about it. I've gotten myself into a horrible predicament and I need your help. I'll get right into it. I'm going into my senior year of college at a mid-sized university on the East Coast. Last semester, I took a biology class with a professor who I loved. As the semester went on, I got to know him pretty well, and he asked me to work in his lab and help him with research. I was so excited and obviously accepted the offer. We began working more closely on a project I'm completing for my senior thesis, which he is supervising. We started to talk all the time and even began texting every day, mostly regular conversations, but a tiny bit of flirt here and there. To be honest, I always fantasized about sleeping with the professor. I mean, come on, who hasn't? We followed each other on social media and he started to slide up on my Insta stories and tell me how good I looked. One night I saw him out at a bar and we talked all night and I ended up going home with him. Before you say it, I know this is a horrible decision and completely unethical. We continued to act normal slash professional on campus and in his lab, but, but he would text me flirty things all the time and we exchanged a few sexy pics and had sex a few more times. The thrill and excitement of it all has started to fizzle for me and I've had major ick towards him. Um, I have no desire to have sex with him anymore and I get grossed out every time he texts me. Do I tell? Do I get him 
how do I get him to stop texting me and stop trying to have sex with me? I don't want him to be mad at me, make it awkward or take it out on me slash my grades since I'm going to be in another one of his classes this fall and we'll, we'll be working on, in his lab all year. Also, he is writing me a letter of rec for, for med school and I don't want him to make it worse or decide not to write it all together because of this, which I don't think he would do because he is very nice, but you never know. Should I just lie and say I started seeing someone exclusively? I need your help. I have no idea what to do. I definitely do not want to report him or to get him in any trouble since all of our interactions were totally consensual and welcomed. Any and all advice is appreciated. Sincerely, a not so smart schoolgirl. Um, this is messy. Yeah. To say the least. Um, and I don't know what the. I don't know. I, I, what are, I don't know the what these you know because let me start by saying she says she signs it a not so smart girl i wouldn't blame yourself so much like this guy is to be blamed for right this guy isn't well it's an idiot he's a professor at a college and like listen like you say he took advantage of his position a little bit a lot of it i don't know i don't know what the I don't know what the I, I don't think there's a legal situation right. here. If she's right? over 18, I don't think this is a legal thing, but it is one of those situations where if you look at it and this is why they don't part of why they don't allow those things to happen is that there's an unequal pa power dynamic here. This person has a lot more power than you. And so it that's why it's un unethical for him. She is the student is not it's not really her job as much as it is his to like make sure that those things don't get. This is his job. This is where he works. Yeah. And it's also like he knows he's a he's a teach he's a professor in a professor student relationship. He has more power. And he this all starts with him asking you to work in his lab. So right. when it goes towards hookup land or flirting, even before that, when it goes, he's using that kind of position where he asked you to be the lab to to get to get to flirtiness. You know, I don't know. I don't. Right. So it's a tough situation for her to be in because I can understand where she's like, this was consensual. I'm not trying to like mm -hmm. get him in trouble. I'm not trying to like do anything, but I also don't want to make it weird. And now I want to exit the situation and I don't know how to do it without like. And, and, and you, and you have to trust that the person you thought you were getting to know is the person that they've claimed to be like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. If, if you have to hope, I mean, all of her concerns are totally valid. Yeah, I'm, I'm with her. Like, will this fuck with my grade? And also, like, he has entrenched himself in your life as far as, like, giving, you know, giving you um, Letter recommendations of for med school and all that stuff. Like, like, that type of stuff is, it's fucked up. And now he's made you kind of subservient to him in a certain way. Like, that's why this is so fucked up. Right. Well, I think the thing to remember here, because he did take advantage of the power dynamic, is that you actually now have all the power because what he did, he probably True. get him fired. Um, yeah. So if I were her, I mean, I would first think, and again, I don't, I'm not like, I don't know what the rules are of this university are or anything like that, but I would try to distance myself as much as possible from him. I would, if I could take a different class that wasn't his class next semester, I would try to do that. Um, Interesting. If I could. Well, my, yeah, okay. Key, I just was, like I would any... like I'm thinking about I mean again, a coworker situation is like it's not you're not really on the same you might be on the same playing field. Like this is like a little bit different and also like not really allowed. So, 
my question to you is like, I see. I thought I had a different thinking as far as like the advice to her. What was what was because, your advice? Um, like she writes, should I just lie and say I started seeing someone exclusively? I think lying is never gonna get you anywhere. Where like that's hanging over you right now. You have so much hanging over you. You have the thought of him messing with your grades and will this fuck with my letter of recommendations and I'm taking a class with him. Like that's all like I would want plain old honesty and I would like in honesty would mean ending it with him. Hey, totally. You know, so like saying to him, like, and saying to him, like I haven't, you know, you did say you enjoyed this was consensual and welcome. So let's stay in honesty land. I had a, enjoyable time with you this was hot to me this was a teacher student situation i don't want to continue it i also don't want us to be in a awkward situation and i think in there and here are my concerns my concerns are that i have now you know professionally i have put my life in your hands a lot and I don't want this interpersonal relationship to mess with those things that I was doing honestly and were a part of me getting through school. And he either receives that information well or he doesn't, don't you think? No, I agree. I think that's a great first step um, is to do that completely honestly. Again, like you didn't do anything wrong. But well, my my only concern with that thing is like he could say, yeah, it's fine, but then potentially take it out on her anyway well in this like is the, subtler ways that, this is totally well that's kind of the where she has the power again or i don't know i don't want to say she i don't know i don't know so i she kind of has the power like if i were him i'd be like well if i don't give you all a's <laughs> will you know like you're gonna report you could me. just report right. me yeah you can report me and then she, you know that's a, this is why he you know, in in a sense, this is why you shouldn't be doing these things. Is that he has put himself in a they, they both put themselves in a position where of like, do you trust the other one to act the same way had the hookup not happened? Right, which is very difficult because it did happen. So because it did happen, yeah. So we live in a world where it's like, did this B happen? Because so again, I think your advice of distancing is probably best. Like, hey, I'm gonna get a recommendation from someone else. Maybe that's it. Like. You start with honesty and then you go, I'm going to take a different class if I can. I'm going right. to, just like you're saying, like, I, I think that's like the next step is your advice. I agree. I think like, I think your advice is the, is the best first step she could possibly do. Just be honest and say like what your concerns are and hopefully he'll like be good about those. And then I would do everything that I could possibly do my on my own to distance myself from him, which is again, not taking his class in the fall if you can get away with it or getting a letter from someone else and then you're just kind of removing yourself like and it's almost the same situation we would the same we would recommend for any ex which is just like blocking them or getting you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. limiting your interactions with them as much as possible if you're taking someone's class every week it's very hard to do that so i mean if that's not something that's available to you or you can't change classes or you can't get a letter from someone else then i would you know see how it goes if you like really must be in that situation and if you feel like you are not being treated fairly then that's you have more cause for concern and can take escalated steps from there but maybe it'll be fine 
yeah, I I hope it's fine. This is, like, yeah. I live in the hopeful naivete. Like, I'm sure someone could write to us and be like, you didn't think of this. You didn't think of this. And I'd be like, yeah, I, 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 I didn't think of those things. Like, I, I don't. I, but I would say when she says she thinks that the solve to this is, oh, I got into another relationship, so we have to end. No. If the guy was would be an asshole with that, if the guy's going to be an asshole with this strategy, he's going to be an even more of an asshole with the new boyfriend strategy. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like right. If he, so with this strategy of honesty, and then like I would also like, do you report if you feel you know? Listen, if you actually you feel, feel right, yeah. then you, you gotta, can. You got you got to go report it. You gotta you gotta let people know. And that's a risk that he took when he entered into this um, exact thing with you. So, like, he should have been fully aware of that. And if he's not, you know, if he's being biased towards you because of you rejected him or because you're ending this relationship, then he deserves to be reported. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's again, this is a, this is like one of those. It's such an icky thing, you know, like you don't. Did he was that for I, him? I feel or for him because because okay. The other thing is like. You looking back, you're like, did he only offer me this the lab position because he was attracted? Do you know what I mean? Like it, it gets into that. I said if zone. he's treating you differently because of your past relationship with him, then he deserves to be reported. Absolutely. Let's play some games. Let's do it. All right. Let's do some red flag deal breakers. Hi J and J. I have a red flag or deal breaker. I am on hinge, but do not have my last name listed. I have pretty minimal info on my profile besides my first name and graduate school program. I have a unique first name and I am the only person on my program with the name. So a quick Google search pulls up my LinkedIn. I had a guy message me as an opener. What's up? My last name revealing that he had Googled me to find out my last name. I thought this was <laughs> extremely weird, but some of my friends didn't. I feel like revealing you Googled someone on as the opening line is psycho. Is this a red flag or a deal breaker? Sincerely, don't call me by my name. I, I I think there has this is a deal breaker for me. I I think there has to be some level of like, you know, of of not telling everything we're all doing. Yeah, like I, it's not a deal breaker that he looked you up because you have an interesting first name and there's enough information to find you. There's enough fi information to find anyone. Right. But th this is to tell her. It's to tell her as it's, it's like funny, like, oh, ha ha, I, I can, I see you. Like, no, get the right. fuck out of here. It's, it's also, weird. yeah, I agree. It's, it would be a deal breaker just because like, it's kind of like the information that I put on my profile is the only information I've given you. I prefer to give you access to like yes. you could, I'm sure you could Google like what, like this is a very slippery slope. What if they Googled, what if they wrote, Hey, whatever at, one john street new york new york like if they wrote your address oh my god would, like, be, like scary listen, yeah what if someone came saw my calendar and showed up to orlando and was like hey i saw you on the dating apps like where does it end you know like right just because that information is out there that it, you're right the way you said it is perfect it's the you know it the information i have given is the one i want you to have right that should like, be the only thing discussed at that moment listen my my brother met his girlfriend over a dating app, but he had already heard her on like a podcast. Okay. So, 
you know, what do you do? You know, like, do you say like, I know you, your, your whole life? Like, no, like it's become a part of their story because it worked out. But like, you know, that does, you don't just like say, Hey, like, so how was, you know, how was your experience in, you know, in Kentucky? You know, like, it's like, (laughs) what? If you were trying to date A-Rod, would you be like, so like, I heard, you know, it ended badly with you and shit. Like you'd let him tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let it, let it come in. It's like, this is a misunderstanding of how um, interpersonal relationships work. And I would want to be away from this person. I agree. All right, let's do another one. Dear J&J, love the podcast and your perspective on dating so much. You guys are my favorite voices to listen to all day long. Well, I have worked from home during the pandemic. Thanks for all you do. Red flag or deal breaker? My boyfriend and I have been dating for nine months. He is 24 and I'm 23. This is my longest and most serious relationship so far and everything is going great. We've met each other's families, friends, and have great chemistry and always have a good time together. He's in his third year of medical school and I work for all time. Here's the problem. He is currently in the process of renovating a large van with a bed, shower, kitchen, toilet, etc. and plans to live out of it next year. He says it makes more sense financially <laughs> to own his this van and DIY the renovation than pay uh, rent to a landlord for a year. Obviously, he comes from a wealthy enough background to have enough have the money to buy the van up front. This living situation is a choice, not a necessity. This makes no sense to me and is starting to drive me crazy. We both come from upper middle class families, living in a relatively large city, and are used to a certain standard of living. When he talks about living in the van next year, parking on the street in the city and having me spend the night in the van with him, it makes my skin crawl. What do you think? Is this unconventional living situation enough of a reason to dump an otherwise wonderful guy? Or am I being too dramatic? I would be out. <laughs> You'd be out. <laughs> but there's a, there's, I'm sure there's a ton of girls who would love to do the van life. I'm just, I almost feel the van like, life. I almost feel like he's saying it so that she'll break up with him. Like, it'd be great. I'll go to yeah. park. You get in the van. We're going to just spend the whole night in the van together. Like the more, you know what I mean? This is also got to hurt. You, like if, if anyone's an anxious dater, like you were dating, you gotta, like that he could just drive moment. away. <laughs> <laughs> I, so the, the van thing is a thing right now. Like van life I is get a on, thing. Van life is a thing. I see it on TikTok a lot. So, and every time I see it on TikTok, I go, that does look cool. And then I remember I'm me and I would fucking hate that. So, right. I mean, <laughs> like, the, 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 the annoying part about his explanation is not that he like thinks it'd be a cool experience or he wants to see the country. It's that he's like, mm. it's financially cheaper to do he's this. Lying. It's also like it's financially it's a financially a better decision to live on the streets. You save a lot more. You <laughs> save a lot of money that way. doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, he's investing money and time to do this this endeavor like yeah. this is a if he en- and if he enjoys to do that with his time but like yeah the the lie is the problem it's not that he has a van um and that, that's probably what bothers this woman she's like it feels like it's funny it's, it's almost as if it's like you're watching someone build their escape hatch right <laughs> right as they're like like nothing to see here like they're like it's like a prisoner cut you know digging a hole in their cell while the the while the guard goes so y- y- what are you doing <laughs> oh nothing it's financially easier if i just do this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just more comfortable yeah. i wanted a little hole in the cell <laughs> and it, it's like dude you uh it seems like you want out of this like right. like the minute it's like the minute this guy becomes a doctor he's just gonna like <gasps> 
speed away like he's Fred Flintstone. Like woo, 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 it just woo, made me think you know, of like, like the lengths a man will go to to not have to be the one that ends the relationship. <laughs> totally, like, I'll just- <laughs> it's gonna build build a new home. Uh, right. That rides away. Right. Yeah. Like, what would he have to do to get you to break up with him? Bill, decide he's living out of a van? Like, I guess so. Anyway. It's hilarious. Deal breaker for me. It's a deal breaker for me. I can't. I, I'm not going to live with. I'm not going to date van person. Just <laughs> generally. Showering in the <laughs> van? No. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, replacing the water. You know, like. Yeah. It's, crazy all right they tweet an average of 20 times per day and half of them get zero likes hey this is a tough one because i'm tweeting a lot and based on my numbers this could be someone could say that about me this is your job (laughs) though and i feel like you sure you probably wouldn't tweet 20 in a row with 20 times a day and half of them get zero likes he you know I look at these people and I I do wonder what the fuck they're doing. Like I, I right. who they're talking to. So um, if you were going to go on a date with a girl and then you looked her up and you saw her Twitter and she had 20 tweets a day, no likes, would you be like turned off? I'd be turned off. I I I I would wonder what their end game was but i guess sometimes it's people going like i don't know i'm just i like writing you know right. like i i think i'm pretty funny and it's like here's the other thing like i guess you know there twi- it's interesting because on twitter there's no real chance there's like the probability of vir- virality being viral on twitter is like zero and none like you for a tweet to get a hundred thousand retweets you, if you have no following, you're out. It's not happening. Right. I don't even care what hashtag you use. It ain't happening. So maybe it's not TikTok, for that. Now, well, TikTok, there are people posting three TikToks a day, and there is a possibility of going viral. Like, TikTok to me is like social media socialism. Like, it doesn't matter how small your following is, you have a chance to, okay. to pop off like everyone has a following so nobody has a following on tiktok so it, it, and then that there's like now like the people with a million followers they're the only ones that matter on there and then everyone else is just trying to get you that know level. a little taste of the to, well they're just trying to get a taste of being viral right once in their life and to me it's a lot like the political structure of russia like <laughs> and it's, it's an oligarchy on 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 tiktok yeah so, you so on, um cnn just you know, giving I, this <laughs> I've thought about this a lot, yeah. actually. So so if someone was putting it three times a day on TikTok, I would understand it because there's a chance. On Twitter, you go, I don't even... You're talking to yourself at this point. Right. Okay. Fair. So Twitter, 20 times a day, half of them get zero likes. I'm going to say if that's the only weird thing about them, it's a red flag. If there's more, it's a deal breaker. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, 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 and I could deal with it, but maybe they're good tweets. Like that's the other thing. Yeah, there's undiscovered. Now that I'm about it, undiscovered. Like I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, if they were on TikTok, they'd be fucking killing it. <laughs> what know? if it's like, just like about their day? Like just picked up lunch, got coffee, so good. I no game over. <laughs> okay. You're out. Okay. Get a friend. <laughs> yeah, get a friend. <laughs> Have you heard of texting? Right. Well, that's our show. We did it again. Uh, We solved dating. Um, 
And uh, we'll be back on Sunday, right? Yes, we will be back. We will see you guys later this week. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.